It was over a year ago that I interviewed Matt Bland, the then recently appointed Chief Executive Officer of the Manchester-based Co-op Credit Union. And this credit union, you remember, has got about 9,000 members, assets well over £6 million, and serves the workers of the co-op retail sector, along with other allied and similar groups. Now, Matt was very enthusiastic about his new post and was looking forward to the challenge ahead. So when I caught up with him recently, I was very keen to hear how things had worked out in his first year in the middle of the biggest pandemic in history. Well, well, yeah, it's been. A, I didn't really expect to be having to deal with a pandemic. That's fair to say. Um, when I took the job back in January 2020, but it's gone pretty well, I have to say. I mean, I, I, I couldn't be happier really with where we've we've got to in the year. Uh, you know, I think maybe there's a tendency to look back on it slightly through rose-tinted spectacles, and maybe there were times that were harder than. In hindsight, it feels like they were. But yeah, no, I think it's been a successful year. We've been, we've been able to grow and all of the things that we were doing anyway have kind of helped us cope with what the impact of, of the pandemic. So yeah, pretty pretty so, happy with it, to be honest. So I, as, as much as I know you've put lots of hours in and lots of work, but has it been enjoyable? Oh yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, I've enjoyed it as much as... As I would have otherwise, I think you know it, it's been a really hard year for my family and for us personally. We've had some, you know, personal sort of tragedies as a result of the pandemic. So that's not been great, and it's been a very hard year from that perspective. But work-wise, I think you know the challenge of kind of res- coming up with a way through all of this and putting lots of practical things in place to to mean that we can operate just as we would have done otherwise. It's been hugely rewarding to have succeeded in that. I feel like we've succeeded, you know, and the credit union's grown despite that. And, and we've done all sorts of new things, which I'm sure we can get into in a bit more detail. But overall, the board seemed happy. We had a successful AGM just last week uh, where the members seem to be responding positively to what we're doing. And yeah, so I, I can't complain. And also, you take in football parlance, you've taken great advantage of the transfer window and brought in some new talent. And yeah. you actually recruited two financial officers during the year, and and both seem excellent. So you seem to have a knack for recruitment. What about keeping them, Matt? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it'd be nice if they'd, they'd stuck around a bit longer. I think, yeah, one of the, 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 the biggest challenges that we've had to deal with this, um, over the year has been sort of personnel. You know, quite just before or as the pandemic was beginning, one of the team, an established member of the team, told us she was pregnant. So we had that to deal with. And, and obviously, particularly at the, in the early days, you know, there was concern about her safety and the safety of the, the baby as a result. So we had to take all the precautions there. We lost one of our long-standing staff over to our friends at Apple, so they kind of got one back on us after me moving the other way. Um, in Jake Hatch, you know, and we wish him well as a member services uh, or member relationship manager, should I say. So that's great. And yeah, we had a couple of staff early on who were in uh, senior positions, had been with us for a long time. We, you know, for, for, for one reason or another, I think it's fair to say just kind of weren't really up for where we were going. And so we parted company, and, you know, in reasonable uh, with, with you know, good relations, I think. It wasn't an acrimonious thing, but it, it meant that we had some recruitment to do. But as a result of that, we, we were able to sort of move the deck chairs around a bit in terms of who does what and free people up. And, you know, Andy was doing a lot of things that, that now the new finance manager does, which means he has other time to do to do other things. And, and I think 
getting the team right, building that culture within the team, uh, organising things as they should be, you know, it's just, it's important as, or probably more important actually, than the technology and, you know, the marketing and all the other sort of more tangible things. I think getting the right people in place is crucial. So we've made really good progress in that respect. You were very good in the world of regulation and credit unions and uh, dealing with people in, in London in the Treasury and so on. But do you miss that world of regulation? Well, it's interesting having come at it from a different angle now, whereas before I was advising credit unions and, you know, helping to shape the rules that that, that they had to respond to with their policies and procedures and, and so on. Uh, now I'm in the, the position of having to, to write those same policies and procedures. So I don't really miss it, to be honest. I think I said in the last podcast a year ago or so, you know, that I was up for a new challenge and it was good to come at the the problem of credit unions, if that's the right way to put it, um, from a different perspective. And, and you know, in terms of compliance regulation, it's um, that's part of it. I don't I don't miss, although I wouldn't have been doing it anyway, I suppose, uh, with the pandemic. I, you know, all the travelling back and forth to London, that was part of my motivation by wanting a, a different role with a young family at home. And I think, you know, though I'm not liaising directly with government officials and, and so on in the same way anymore, you know, I, I think the same skills are very relevant for credit unions in terms of, you know, building and maintaining strong relationships with, for example, our employer partners um, uh, and other, other sponsors and, and, and suppliers and so on. So I feel like I'm still able to use those skills um, just in a different way. You talked in your last podcast a lot about the prospect of getting involved with the new technology and uh, you mm-hmm. you were excited by the opportunities that the new fintech operators yeah oh how have you gone with that well i think i'd sort of alluded without mentioning them at the time that we did the last recording to to um what some listeners might know um now is nevo so we were we were very close to signing on the dotted line with nevo when, when we last spoke and we we actually introduced that in a pilot initially back in March of last year. And, and we were able, thankfully, just before uh, lockdown started, to, to do a bit of in-person training with the Nevo team, which helped with that um, process. And I think, you know, it's been really positive. Before we started with Nevo, the vast majority of our communication with our members, who are all over the country, you know, we're a national credit union, was via email. And there are a number of reasons why I don't like that. Firstly, it was not particularly secure as a channel, but also from a sort of user experience, both at our side and at the member side, you know, not ideal. It's quite difficult to keep track of conversations and to manage, really, the workload. And what Nevo's enabled us to do is is make that much slicker and also automate some of that process that we go through. So the questions we ask and, and the various different reasons why people get in touch with us, there's a certain amount of stuff we, we need which is sort of generic and it, and it applies to everyone. So we were able to capture some of that before having to do the back and forth. We can build a journey that nine times out of 10 captures the basic information we need to make a decision without, you know, before a member of the team has to get involved. So that's, it's enabled us to, to do more with the same amount of resource and also bring on the, the user experience significantly. And, it, and, and by some distance now, it's the, the primary way that we, you know, communicate with our members on on everything that we would we, we generally communicate with them on, and one of the 
the big advantages as well with the you know in the in light of the pandemic it, it has been the flexibility because it's a, a cloud-based online service so it doesn't as long as you've got a reliable internet connection you can access it from wherever and so that's been another big benefit as well you know because obviously the team for most of the year apart from you know, the summer months when we had a little bit more presence in the office day to day, I've been at home. Um, and so the fact that we had an Evo in place and we were already kind of up and running with it as the pandemic really took off has helped a lot. You talked about things have to change and you've you've had a year at it. What, what do you see happening in the next year or two in terms of technology for the credit union? We're trying to be flexible around technology. I think, you know, Nevo was, was, a, was an, a kind of a, almost a no-brainer in terms of where the credit union was when I started as I say this reliance on email particularly it was a natural kind of move but I don't think it's the be-all and end-all and one challenge that we've yet to overcome is integration so you know there's still quite a lot of work that the guys have to do to move data between the two systems the abacus system we have in the background provided by third and the Nevo system at the front and so that's been something that has occupied a lot of time this year is trying to figure out how we might make them speak to each other and i've made less progress than i would have liked to on that and so the focus i suppose going forward um and i spent a lot of time looking at other tech solutions out there one thing we started using recently which i really like is um credit kudos and i know a number of other credit unions are using that too which is a a really cool open banking solution which not only gives you the bank account information that you need to, to assess a loan application in a very immediate way. So you don't have to wait for someone to download and send bank statements and all that kind of stuff. But it also kind of analyzes that transactional behavior to give you a very quick at-a-glance kind of view of someone's yeah. financial affairs. Yeah. You know, if they've got any risky transactions in their, in their account, you know, lots of gambling, for example, or if they're bouncing direct debits regularly or if they're regularly in an unarranged overdraft. You know, so it highlights some risk factors. It picks out the key uh, income and expenditure stuff and kind of categorizes that. And it gives it to you in a way that you can kind of interpret really fast. So, you know, that's really good. And we, we only started with that in late November, I think it was. So, you know, we'll, that we'll see. I think we'll continue to, to expand our use of that. And then from there, who knows? I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're looking all the time at, at what the best solutions might be. There's the, you know, a growing group, as I said last time, um, of fintech providers in the market looking to serve credit unions. I think one area that I'd like to to do more on, and, and the credit union's about to embark on a kind of project to define its purpose, and, it, and in one area around what we do aside from our core products to support people's financial skills and well-being is something that I think we could do more on there and tech would be a key part of that too. The CFCFE did an interesting paper I noticed on credit declines and what you do when you say no to someone. Is there something else you can offer? And I think that's that's you know the area I'm really keen on because you know, we can't help everyone and actually it wouldn't be right to help everyone at least with a loan. But maybe there's something else we could do to help those people who we think can't afford more borrowing to to help them improve their financial position, budget better you know, reduce problematic spending and so on. And, and maybe next time we could say yes to them, you know. So Matt, how come you've been going as a credit union for over 20 years and you don't know what the purpose is? Well, I'm not sure that's necessarily the case. I think, we, it, you know, kind of inher- inherently or, or kind of 
Um, kind of instinctively, we know what credit unions are all about. I think it's something that not just our credit union, all credit unions ought to spend more time thinking about. It's, you know, what is it that we're here for? You know, it's okay to say, well, we're a credit union, we're owned by our members, and, you know, our interest rates are, are lower than, you know, the bad guys. So, you know, that's our purpose. And, and maybe on some level it is as simple as that. But I think, you know, if we periodically come back to thinking about what our purpose is and, and sort of reset some of those expectations, then we might fall into the, the trap of taking it for granted and assuming people already know and maybe losing our way in the, in the process. So it's not that we don't know what we're all about at all. I just think, it, you know, there's, there's a good opportunity with us having a bit of a, a plan to grow and to develop quite rapidly to sort of, you know, do that with a clear idea about what our purpose is. Listening back to your um, original first album, as it were, this, this, <laughs> this being the tricky second album, Yeah, <laughs> you talked about future for credit unions could be to do with collaboration or greater collaboration and um, I hear that from so many corners but I don't see a lot of evidence. I'm not quite as well plugged into the whole uh, scene as I, as I was when I was at Apple and I had a, a much a much more kind of helicopter view if you like of, of what was going on across the sector but in our small part of things we have quite done quite a few different bits of collaboration this year. The one I would maybe speak about most is um, in relation to the Fern software. So uh, for my sins, I was quite quickly nominated as the chair of the Fern user group of credit unions based in England amongst their clients. And yeah, we, we've been quite active through the year looking at things to do with technology integration with Fern particularly. And I was interested in that, you know, with a view to that being a stepping stone to the Nevo thing I mentioned earlier. And, and though that hasn't kind of come off yet, what it, the the work we did together did prove is that the API technology that, that the Abacus system has works. And not only that, but the two biggest clients of firm that use Abacus in England, Enterprise and Serve and Protect Credit Unions, have both gone on to commission a mobile app provided by CU App as a result of that work we did collaboratively. You know, I think that's a small example, but it is an example of where you know getting our heads together and not not in a in a in an awkward way but putting a little bit of pressure on our suppliers jointly to say this is what we'd like and we all agree on that and so please make this a priority for us had some real tangible results and i think as far as i understand it obviously you'd have to speak to to karen and to paul and their team to get the details but as far as i understand it you know the app implementations for both of them have gone pretty well i think i'll probably get skinned alive if i don't mention the fact that on our own doorstep in greater manchester the credit unions have collaborated really well so i was yeah. only being, so i was only being devil's advocate the project that they've recently put together with i think they've put together 15 million pounds for a special project to help people through the pandemic has been excellent so hats off to them and that gets just about gets me out of jail on that question so, <laughs> What we've got a you've got another full year ahead now before I ask you any more questions. So <laughs> what am I likely to be seeing happen at Co-op Credit Union in the next year? Then 
Are we going to see big numbers, or is is it all? I mean, it's a good question. There's one that uh, debate that's gone that takes place in the credit union world is is it about volume of members, or is it about the or is it about the sustainability of members? You know, fewer members that are good members that that borrow, save, and borrow at the same time, or is it about lots and lots of numbers just for the sake of it? Perhaps this this you know a, a bigger debate, something the Purpose Project might might do something about in terms of that question which is a you know of a slightly philosophical nature but i think in terms of our plan it you know it is about growing and i think both in terms of membership and in terms of you know the numbers we're fortunate as a credit union in a number of ways you know we've got a really experienced and skilled board that are progressive and are, and are up for for growing you know we've got a good market opportunity we're in a sector you know fortunately for us that that's weathered the pandemic well because um you know supermarkets uh, uh are doing very very well the co-op group of course has uh, has not been you know um an exception to that but the need is is there you know the 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 relevance of our of our proposition given everything that's happening in the world and the uncertainty in the economy and uh you know um i think has never been more uh, prominent um and so you know we want to do more for more people and so we're going to continue to do what we've been doing this year which is about optimizing our technology trying to get the best set up from that perspective as we can continuing to pursue business development and marketing opportunities so trying to bring on new partners and new employers that we can work with as well as continuing to market more actively and concertedly to our existing members and potential members and we hope that we'll be able to do something similar this coming year in terms of growth as we did the year just gone so you know in the in the calendar year i started the role on the 6th of january 2020 and by the 31st of december we'd grown our loan but by 30% so we've done what i would say is is you know a pretty good job of weathering the pandemic but growing despite it and so i think it's more of the same really we're going to try and continue that that journey we've agreed a plan with the board to try and double our loan book within a three year period um which is ambitious but i think it's doable based on last year's experience and hopefully you know with the vaccine now rolling out i was just saying before we came on air that and hopefully you know with more and more people being protected and with the the warmer months coming along we'll start to see the pandemic quite um as disruptive as you know i don't think it's going to go away away in a year's time but hopefully this time next year we'll be in a better place and that'll result in you know a more favorable environment for us to grow in and if we can do 30% growth during the peak of the pandemic then who knows what we might be able to do when things settle down so you know it's exciting and and hopefully you know i'll have good stuff to tell you next time all right. Well, look, I hope you get that wonderful crowd that you've pulled together in, in your team. I hope you get them all together under one roof sometime this year. That would be a lovely thing to achieve. And I'm sure, yeah. got, I'm sure that, that you wish the same for all the other credit unions that have had to work out of kitchens and bedrooms and room cupboards for the last 12 months. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, it's going to be strange doing the Apple conference this year online. I think the contents will be as good as ever, but you know, I'm going to miss seeing all of my colleagues across the movement. The sooner we can all get to bet together again, the better. It'd be nice to share a drink and, and catch up with everyone. So, yeah. Matt Bland, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Chris.